Psalm 22. I guess most of us know Psalm 23, the Lord's my shepherd, but I was a little bit surprised um, when asked if I would lead a devotion on Psalm 22. I'm not familiar with that and um, what's it got to do with Easter? Well, I was so surprised. It is prophetic and so much linked to the Easter story. It starts, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Sound familiar? The same words spoken by Jesus on the cross, but these were written by David about a thousand years earlier. And there are so many other phrases here repeated in the Gospels as we think about the Easter story. Psalm 22 is about a person who's crying out to God to save him from his enemies. And then in the last 10 verses, thanking him for rescuing him. The words David chose to describe his own agony of mind and body became an extraordinary precise description of the last hours of Jesus and the final prayer speaks of worldwide deliverance he made possible through the death and resurrection. So in verse 1, David calls out, Where are you, God? Where are you, God? When I'm suffering in so many ways, body, mind and spirit, where are you, God? Why are you so far away? And then he says, I cry out by day and by night, but you don't answer. Why are you silent? It's okay to tell God how we feel. Certainly David did and Jesus did too. Then David remembers how God helped him and delivered his ancestors. They trusted God and you heard their cries and you saved them. A bit of perhaps, well, why not me? Then in verse, verses 6 and uh, 7 and 8, David describes how he feels. I'm a worm, scorned by men, despised by people, mocked by everybody. People hurl insults at me, shake their heads at me. And then he remembers again. It was God who brought me out of my mother's womb. It's him who I've depended on since my birth. He goes on and describes these enemies that he has as being like bulls and roaring lions and dogs and all his strength has gone. He's in despair. But in verses 11 and verse 19, he pleads, don't leave me now. Be near me in my trouble. No one else can help me. David is looking for God's deliverance and a change in his situation and in himself. But actually, his strongest and first request is for God to be near to him. I guess we can all relate to this at times. And I was reminded recently of a well-known poem, Footprints in the Sand. One night, a man had a dream. He dreamed he was walking along the beach with the Lord. Across the sky flashed scenes of his life. For each scene, he noticed two sets of footprints in the sand one belonging to him and the other to the Lord. When the last scene of his life flashed before him, he looked back at the footprints in the sand. He noticed that many times along the path of his life, there was only one set of footprints. He also noticed that it happened at the very lowest and saddest times of his life. This really bothered him and he questioned the Lord about it. Lord, you said that once I decided to follow you, you'd walked with me all the way. But 
I've noticed that during the most troublesome times of my life, there's only one set of footprints. I don't understand why, when I needed you most, you would leave me. The Lord replied, My son, my precious child, I love you and I would never leave you. During your times of trial and suffering, when you only um, see one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. As we look in the psalm, so many things David expressed come to fulfilment in Jesus' crucifixion. Forsaken by God, David felt forsaken, Jesus was forsaken, mocked and scorned by men, great thirst, they have pierced my hands and feet, humiliation, and in verse 18, they divide my garments among them and cast lots for my clothing. And in the last part of the psalm, it changes to praising God for answers provided. An incredible picture of all people everywhere bowing in worship. The poor, everyone on the earth, all nations, the rich, the dying, and those not yet born, that's future generations. We see the triumph of the cross and the resurrection. I was reminded of the sermon by uh, S.M. Lockridge and also the title of a book by Tony Campolo. It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. In February, I was in Burundi and I was invited to preach in a small town on the Congo border. This is an area of extreme poverty. It's on the shore of Lake Tanganyika, which is subject to much flooding. Three years ago, the exceptional floods washed away many homes. Thousands are still living in UN tents. There's also been a war in eastern Congo, which has escalated currently, and many refugees from Congo are in this area. At the small but full church, they showed me where the adjoining building had been destroyed by floods. But none of this stopped the joy in the Lord. I understand that this singing and dancing happens each week, and it wasn't just a result of my preaching. It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. This week we have celebrated Good Friday and Easter Sunday. Hallelujah, he's risen. Happy Easter.